Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people living with endo, adeno or PCOS who want to be informed, educated and empowered when it comes to managing their chronic illness. I'm your host, registered nurse and chronic illness mentor, Isabella Gosling. Before we dive into today's solo episode, I wanted to let you know that I have just one place left for one-on-one mentoring with me this month. So if you've been needing some extra support, you're not sure where to go, you're feeling overwhelmed, confused, and just needing an extra helping hand to manage your chronic illness, then I am here for you. I have three different mentoring options that range from mini mentoring all the way through to three-month deep one-on-one one mentoring where we can make real change together so if you are wanting to know more about that you can book a free connection call via the link in show notes or send me a dm at isabella gosling underscore also it is the final week to get your tickets to our pelvic health workshop held at pair exercise physiology tickets for that one are twenty dollars with a five dollar donation going to the pelvic pain foundation of australia for their pep talk program that educates teens around periods pain and endometriosis so this workshop is going to go deep around pelvic pain and the role of exercise physiology and pelvic physio in helping with pelvic pain followed by a 30-minute gentle mat-based Pilates class to really stretch and release those pelvic muscles. So this is the perfect opportunity to connect with others living with endo, adeno or pelvic pain and learn about pelvic health as well. So that one is in Brisbane if you're a Brisbane listener and tickets for that are available in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is all about chronic illness travel essentials. So with COVID beginning to become part of everyday normal life and figuring out how to manage living with COVID a bit better, we have been able to have travel come back into our lives a bit more, which is amazing because For the past three years, we have not been able to go too far from our own home. So it is lovely to be able to focus on planning some holidays and getting out of the house a little bit more. And when we are living with conditions like endo or adeno or PCOS, that does come with some additional challenges, things to navigate and things to consider as well. So today's episode is all about the different things that I do and things I include and tips to navigate traveling when you're living with a chronic illness. So the first thing that you sort of want to consider is about your medications. So do you take any medications regularly? If so, you're going to make sure that you have got them all stocked up and ready to go. You have your name on them with the correct prescription. And if you have any pain medications like um, opioid-based medications, anything like that, make sure that you have a letter from your GP or your specialist that specifies they are for you and the reason that you're taking them, especially if you're traveling overseas. If you're in Australia and you're going interstate, that doesn't really matter as much. But overseas, it is so important because these medications are quite um, elusive and they can be trafficked a bit. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing and you're setting yourself up to be traveling the safest you can. So making sure you've got documentation from your GP as well um, is really important. 
Also making sure you're up to date with all of your vaccinations. So living with a chronic illness, we are at more risk to get unwell. So making sure if you're traveling that you've got your flu needle, your COVID needle, if possible, and also any other recommended vaccinations for the area that you're traveling to just to give yourself the best protection and make sure that you're um, putting yourself not putting yourself at unnecessary risk of getting any illnesses. Food is another big one when it comes to traveling and so looking into the local cuisine and things that you might need to consider if you have special dietary requirements especially if you're traveling overseas so Um, If you are gluten intolerant or if you're celiac, if you are following FODMAP diet based on what your dietitian's been working with you on, if you have specific dietary requirements, it's important to just do a little bit of research into where you're going and any food options or cafes or anything that um, you might be able to eat at just so you're not there and feel like you can't enjoy or can't eat anything because... um, they might not cater to your dietary needs. So finding places that do cater before you go just allows you to be de-stressed a little bit while away from home. Also, this is a random one, but not for my chronic illness gals and pals, um, bathroom access. So some places you actually need to pay to use the bathroom overseas. So places over in Europe especially. So making sure you've got euros, like coins, Um, ready to go to use the bathroom because that was something that caught me by surprise when I traveled there for the first time is actually having to pay to use the bathroom and when you're in a rush and you really need to get there that's something that you don't want to have to be trying to go and get cash out for so make sure you just have money ready to go to use the bathroom Um, make sure you know sort of bathroom access if there's you know places that have um, free bathrooms or if you're in need of in need of a place that might need a bath or like you might need specific requirements for your hotel um just like you you might need a bath to relax after a really long day so that might be a requirement for you so looking into your hotel and what they have as well for that that sort of just falls under bathroom as well uh clothing make sure you pack endo, adeno, PCOS, chronic illness friendly clothing, Um, nothing too tight, especially when you're on long flights. So you want to be nice and loose and comfy in case you're bloating. Um, You can get swelling in your legs and feet when you're on long flights. So making sure you don't have anything tight or restrictive on your legs either. So um, loose trackies, yoga pants, anything flowy and comfy. And then for when you're traveling as well, things that you can easily move in and that aren't going to restrict you, but you also feel confident and happy. And so getting that nice little wardrobe together of things before you go, um, just that make you feel good, but aren't going to make you feel uncomfortable. Also make sure you bring some compression socks for the plane to help with, um, that swelling that I mentioned and they can avoid the development of DVTs while you're traveling as well. If you use things like a heat pack while um, overseas you might need to look at different options because not every accommodation will have a microwave so thinking of other ways that you could manage your pain so 
Maybe a hot water bottle could be an option. Most places will have a kettle, just being careful with not burning yourself as well, obviously. Um, Maybe a TENS machine, that could be an option. They are able to be recharged easily. You can just use um, the connector on your laptop or your phone charger to plug in your TENS machine and charge that. Just a heat pack might be a bit tricky to navigate while overseas. Um, They also add a lot of extra weight Um, and weight is very limited on your um, traveling luggage and things like that. So um, a water bottle can be get the hot water removed and you can pack it down a little bit simpler. TENS machines are lightweight, um, things like that to consider as well. Also making sure that you schedule in rest days or days where you're only doing one or two things because Just because you're away on holidays doesn't mean you don't have a chronic illness anymore. You still need to look after yourself and not try and run yourself ragged just because you're on holidays. You do need to look after yourself and set aside that time for rest. So even if you go back to the hotel in the middle of the day and then go and do another afternoon um, after you've had a rest and do some afternoon sightseeing or scheduling in days where you do less stuff, hanging around the hotel, going for a massage, doing relaxing things and not walking around as much. Um, Because as I said, like you don't want to end up in a huge heap and absolutely exhausted and wrecked after your trip. So scheduling in and prioritizing rest is also important. Um, Another thing that I think is important for traveling as well is making sure you have your travel insurance or travel health insurance. Some countries, it might be really expensive to get medical care there. If you do have a flare-up of your condition and you do need to access care from a hospital or a doctor, so making sure where you're traveling that you're uh, familiar with their healthcare system and whether you need health insurance or not, um, just finding out so you can contact different travel insurance providers or your own health insurance and see if you're covered overseas. That's something really important to consider as well. Um, In line with that, make sure you have your next of kin or emergency contact details up to date in your phone. Some phones have a swipe thing in an emergency where you can access all of that information. Alternatively, put a little card in your wallet with your medical information, your chronic conditions, your medications you take and your emergency contacts. So if someone needs to contact them in an emergency, it's in an easy to find space um, and you don't have to try and answer questions when you're not well or you might not be able to answer them at that time. I would also recommend getting a good quality eye mask to block out light. If you're traveling over to Europe and it's going to be summer, it doesn't get late it doesn't get dark until really late and you might need to go to bed early because you're feeling exhausted but you can't because the sun's still out so investing in a good quality eye mask that blocks out all the light is important as well as some noise cancelling earplugs that can be really helpful as well Um, or you could see if your hotel has blackout blinds for example but making sure you're prepared with an eye mask is more helpful and things like earplugs are great as well also this is um a bit of a I don't know, not random one, but if you can use public transport or Uber or 
any other form of transportation to avoid walking if walking is a trigger for you then do it don't feel guilty or bad for not being able to walk around as much as everybody else because you don't want to use all of your energy getting somewhere and then not actually being able to enjoy that place so use options that are available so if you can get transport somewhere rather than walking even if it is only like a 10 minute walk do it um try and find costly you know cost saving ways to do it but it's kind of like that cost energy benefit so if it saves you some energy but does cost that little bit more it could definitely be worth it to avoid you ending up in a flare from using all your energy walking around and then not being able to enjoy your holiday so that's one of my final tips for today I hope these have been helpful. I am going to Europe in just a few weeks, so they are definitely all of the things that I'm going to be doing to help me get prepared to head on overseas. If this has been helpful, I would love to know. Send me a DM at Let's Talk Period AU or at Isabella Gosling underscore. If you are in need of more content around endoadeno or PCOS, make sure you follow on Instagram with those handles as well and if you did enjoy this content and you know someone who would be benefiting from information around endo adeno or pcos i would love for you to send them my way send them an episode or just tell them about the podcast or instagram that just helps to find new listeners and help more people with endo adeno or pcos feel less alone more supported and more informed Uh, I would also love if you left a review on Spotify or Apple just by giving it five stars or however many stars you think it's worth. And if you subscribe or follow the show, that just means you get notified whenever there's a new episode of Let's Talk Period out. I will see you in the next one. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.